Kelly here on the Unbalanced Podcast with my fearless leader, Kevin Adams. It's been a minute since we did a last podcast, a couple of months maybe, maybe seven weeks or so. We decided to take a little break from talking about how COVID is affecting the running specialty marketplace and let the voices be heard that are much more significant and important right now in the cultural zeitgeist. However, some people have asked for us to keep it going that it hearing these stories and hearing how businesses are faring during this time is actually quite inspiring so we are going to get back into it and this week we have john benedict from playmakers in okamos i think i said it right in michigan john's been a long time friend of new balance but also a friend of kevin and i we go way back, and he is one of the owners of one of the biggest and best running stores in the country. Playmakers is an institution in the running specialty business, of course. It's a beautiful shop, very large, in an old supermarket, I believe. But the kind of place you go and you know these guys are the real, real deal. John's also just a fantastic guy. Loves to do a bit of biking on the side. He's been with us at many, many New Balance events. Uh, he's very much involved in the entire running specialty industry with his role in the RIA and he serves on many boards that uh, that are very important to the running specialty channel. So we talked to John about how Playmakers has weathered the storm of COVID, how they dealt with the closing and what they're doing in reopening. And of course, this has been recorded a couple of months ago. So in the meantime we can say for sure the Playmakers is doing really, really well. Their business is back and thriving. And it looks like people are really getting after it in the running scene in Michigan. So that's good for Playmakers and for all the running specialty stores up there. So without further ado, enjoy this podcast recorded a couple of months ago with a fantastic guy, John Benedict. And welcome back to the Unbalanced Podcast. Keith Kelly here with you. Second floor of my rented home in Park City, Utah. Looking out on some snow-capped mountains and some dark clouds. First rain in a while. As always, joined by my right-hand man and fearless leader out of North Attleboro in his basement, Kevin Adams. Yes, Keith, it is great to be here. I was hoping to do this podcast with you from my Airstream in the backyard, but my Wi-Fi signal is just not strong enough. The technology is not great in uh, southern Massachusetts. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's right up the road from Providence College. I was hoping, you know, I could pick up on some of their Wi-Fi signals, Keith, but uh, apparently no such luck. No joy, but if you buy uh, some sort of booster... You can get yourself out there. You should set up the Airstream. And maybe we should start recording these from the Airstream. Uh, Great idea. We can sit six six to eight feet apart. I would love natural light and not be in my basement, for starters. Fantastic. And we're joined by John Benedict. Now, John Benedict is a bit of a legend in the scene. John's one of the owners of Playmaker Sport in Michigan. Okimos, Michigan, John, correct? Okimos. Okimos, Michigan. (laughs) Okimos. That's a, a Native American. Uh, you see, I, uh, I I refer to it as I keep saying it's in East Lansing, which East is Lansing. That's correct, though, right? We're adjacent to East Lansing. Yeah, we're like we're like like Kev is from Providence. We're right next door. Yep. Yes, yeah, yes. nice one. Well, welcome, John. It's great to have you here. 
Uh, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Excited about this. You, th- you hear the phone ringing in the background in John's office. That's because he's all business all the time. Even for this podcast, there's no going on silent. This is exciting, though. This is exciting to have the phone ringing, boys. I don't want it, it is. Uh, any different. Answer the phone, too. If you need to I, jump up for I the mean, customer, please I mean, answer the phone. Grab those sales. We've got a couple of people. They should be Good. answering the phone. Well, John, for the listeners, I mean, everyone knows who Playmakers is. You guys have been a bit of a cornerstone of the running specialty industry. I mean, you've been around since 1980, 1981, and uh, every, everyone knows you guys. But if you can give us a little bit of a background to, to your involvement with Playmakers and what you guys do, that would be wonderful. Okay, so stop me if I get too long. But 1981, the business was founded by, I think, a, I think a, a running industry icon, Kurt Munson. Um, he started at 81. I came on in 86, and we were we were a small, um, 1800 square foot mall based store, um, like a lot of running stores. Um, and we we grew to three stores at one point. We had we had three in this area, um, and I think about 19. It was around 1986, actually. 87, I guess we decided to, we were a little, um, a little split up in terms of staff. And why don't we, why don't we just pull everybody back under one roof, focus on having one great store. And we did that. And actually the, the year after we did that, we did more out of one store than we did uh, the three previously. So we, that kind of, um, that kind of gave us a little hope that like, Hey, if we're really focused and we're together, we can be, we can be better. And the store started growing um, to the point where, we needed to bust the walls out and we expanded um, in, in the late 80s. We got up to about uh, 6,400 square feet in the mall. Uh, we started bringing on a few other lines because we had room. We started branching out. I think we, we had Birkenstock and Patagonia and a few other maybe non-running lines because we had space. Um, and then in 2002, uh, we were able to move into our current location, which was a Barnes & Noble. And this is um, this is 21,000 square feet. and the kicker there is people like, Oh my God, you know, how did you do that? And it's like, we were, we were like a desert, a barren wasteland of product. When we moved, you know, it was like, we were, we were 6,400 square feet that moved into 21,000. And so um, we struggled a bit, but the cool part of having a big space like this is if you, you know, if you need 300 in here for a presentation, 300 people, you just roll the racks out and, you know, you set up your little stage and you can have like, well, in your case, you have a rock band, but yes, Keith, but but we can have speakers like we'll have like people like I don't know um, other than Keith Kelly we'd Dick probably Beardsley. have yeah, Dick Kevin Beardsley come yeah. in and entertain the crowd. So we've so we've had some really cool athlete presentations that sort of thing, uh, which is again you know what running stores do uh, community wise. So anyways, we're in twenty one thousand square feet now, um, and that's allowed us to bring in other non running lines and expand our casual casual collections um you know north face patagonia we, we carry prana um uh, lululemon um but our passion has always been running and it will always be and that's the majority of our biz well those brands that you named jb they're still running brands even though i know they're outdoor but you know you can wear you the north face has had a lot of uh forays into the into the running kind of space in their apparel and so is patagonia so I mean, you guys, you branch out in the whole outfit of someone who is being active outside. You can, you, you outfit them. A hundred percent. Yeah. And a, a lot of that product is active, but, but we do some casual stuff too. And 
And I think Kurt was always really big on that. It's like, well, what else might our customers like? And why don't we offer some of that to them, especially from, from some great brands. So some of that product is absolutely right, Keith. It's like a, it's, it's run and they have some great running product. And then some of it's just very, very casual as well. It's amazing, Keith. So for the listeners who've never been to Playmakers, your store is inspiring, JB. And I got to believe a lot of the uh, other brands that you brought in, it aff- you, you were afforded with the space and uh, kind of two-part question, right? First of all, you mentioned having all these people because you have the great space in the store. Can Is it a true story that you can cool your store by just that one simple ceiling fan? <laughs> and yes. second of all, how often do you have to feed the wildlife in the... Uh, I don't know if you, what, what you call it, not an arborbeetum, but like there's a lot of, it's amazing experience for those of you who've never been into Playmakers. Yes, it's, it's, it is unique. And yeah, we have about, I guess it's about a 20 foot diameter big ass fan. And that's, the, you know, that's the brand big ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it's certainly that. And yes, it does. It works remarkably well. And if it's kind of fun, if you, you come in and we, we can turn that thing up to 10 and I mean, it'll, it'll knock apparel off racks at 10, you know, pretty fun. Awesome. Um, and then the fish thing is, you know, Kurt was really big on entertainment. So we have a, a 18 foot waterfall with a, that feeds into a koi pond, which some of us, some of us may or may not want to take that out. But anyways, we do have, uh, we do have a bunch of fish in there. Um, and then we have uh, a couple of uh, uh, two large saltwater aquariums um, and large means large. And uh, I don't know, I think one's a, I don't know how many thousand gallon tank, I think. And it's a live reef tank. Um, and so uh, that's been fun. It's the, you know, I will say the kids I talked about, you know, taking the waterfall out one day, which is no small feat. And I have, I have four daughters and they're like, dad, you can't, you can't, that's playmakers. You can't take the waterfall out. Love it. I mean, you, it just wouldn't be the same. I'm like, well, you're right. It, it, and that's what I'm shooting for. <laughs> Not the same. So, but at this point we haven't, um, I was going to ask New Balance for like a grant, maybe I think at, I think they said it's a hundred, a hundred grand to take it out. Uh, so I figured maybe you guys could help yeah. out with that. You're like, say, keep the fish. I, I'm with your daughters. Keep the fish, JB. It's like, a, it's like the okay. Cabela's of, of the running industry when you walk in there. It's, it's funny. I, I will tell you too about the fish. It's, it's. It, it, we've we've got fish from a lot of people. They'll, like they'll move and they'll be like, "Hey, will you do us a favor and take our koi? You got such a nice pond. Yeah, we'll take the koi, drop it off." So I, I don't I don't know how many out of the twenty that are in there. Probably only about five are ours. You know, they just get dropped in. They and they have babies too. They do do that. So yeah, it's unbelievable. Okay, very very unique. And and John, you must be one of the biggest single you know space running stores in the country. I mean, there's a, I know there's a few other big ones, but you're definitely up there, right? I haven't I haven't heard of any anyone bigger than this one. Um, not that we were shooting for that by, no. by any means, but just was the available space. But yeah, that's what people tell us. Um, I guess I guess that's good. Yeah, it's, but, it's but the super experience Keith, for how big the store is is still amazing, right? And I think it is a lot for listeners to get their their arms around is how big the space is. But the service that you guys provide to your community is truly remarkable, inspiring, and I'll never forget the first time I get a chance to go to to one of your famous summer sales. And um, I get to go there with, uh, I, I hate to call favorites, JB, but I will say my favorite Playmakers employee of all time is the one who helped bring me into New Balance and really bring me up to speed about the brand that Keith and I are at New Balance. And that's got to be Jen, who is just an absolute rock star and uh, have been fortunate to work with her so long. But talk a little bit about the staff, because not just the staff, but like you, Tom, Kurt. I mean, Kurt's a legend, obviously. Brian Jones, one of the best people 
just period, one of the best people I know. Um, but talk to us about your staff because you've got people everywhere in this industry. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Kurt was, um, I got to start talking about Kurt because for those who don't know him, I mean, he's a crazy man and in, in, in a, he's passionate about educating people. And um, he's, he's, he really believes in doing the right thing. He, he's, he's always, you know, he's the kind of guy that, you know, finds a million dollars cash out in the woods and it's like, I'm going right to the cops with this. I know the right thing to do. Where like I, I I think I'd like to say I'd do that. I'm not sure if I wouldn't you know yeah. take out a couple of grand. I don't know. But anyways, he uh, yeah, get a new he, bike maybe. He's good. Yeah, exactly. Get a new set of wheels maybe. I don't know. And uh, but because of that, because Kurt's such a good good person, he attracted a lot of great people. Um, and and because of that, I think what you're getting at is, you know, usually we send every year we send a, a person or two out in the industry working for our vendors. Um, Jen Aldrich, you mentioned, worked for works for New Balance. And it's just, yeah, she's a rock star. And there's a bunch of those. And we've had people leave here. Um, I don't know if you guys worked with Mark Riley at your Reebok days or know him. He's a playmaker. And, and then he eventually, I think he was the only person hired, um, hired by Nike from Reebok. Like they said they would never do it back when they were, you know, battling against, you know, to be number one. And, um, and so we've had people work for Nike and, and Reebok and Patagonia and North Face and New Balance and Brooks and the list goes on. And I don't know how many are active. We've kind of lost lost count, but um, but it's something we do. I, I we had you know it was funny. We had um, just a smaller company, Nathan. You know they do accessories and um, um, at one point they had two tech reps in East Coast and West Coast, and they were both Playmaker alum. And you know we kind of joke about that. So we kind of have our roots roots out there all over the place uh for sure and it's it's a pride point for us we love you know having those people and we've always we've always known that people were going to leave here and why not have them work in this industry rather than just lose them you know so um it's great to have somebody that works for new balance like jen and i talk to her regularly call her up see what's going on you know get a temperature for what's going on and you know what new balance is doing and that sort of thing so it's 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 been awesome and we're certainly proud of that when John, when they go into the industry, are they going into new territories around the country, or do they? Do you have many that come back and end up being your rep or your account manager in some well, way, shape? It, you know, as wonderful as Mid Michigan is, they they I, I can't figure it out. They seem to want to go to these places like Colorado and Utah and out east. And um, we had one that was it works for you guys actually in customer service um, in Boston, and um, she's like, wow, it's it's fairly expensive here. I'm not sure I'm going to be able That's to live. That's an understatement. She's, I'm, I'm like, what? She's like, I, I don't understand. I can't live in the city. I'm like, hell, I can't live in the city either. I mean, that's, no, it's Boston. It was great. I mean, it was so funny because she was super young. She's like 21 or something, you know, it's like. Not yeah, easy. Get, not easy. Uh, not no. at all. So they, they, a lot of them want to leave, but we have a few that, that stick around and um, stay in Michigan for sure. You know what? I'm out here in, in Utah now and Salt Lake City's down the mountain. And people talk about how Salt Lake City is becoming very expensive, and Evie and I are like, "Yeah, this is this is this is a great example of living in a bubble." Uh, <laughs> if 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 a three hundred if a three if a three thousand square foot you know three bathroom two car garage home is uh, less expensive than a two bedroom condo in Dorchester, Massachusetts, it's not that expensive. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we here in Mid Michigan, the one thing the cost of living. I mean, you can buy. You can buy a crib for like, I mean, hundred grand, you know, and, and that's just like not doable 
like in like in a nice neighborhood in Lansing. You know, it's like not bad. So it's a little unusual in that regard. So that's a plus. It is a plus, yes, and it's also great, and it's a, it's a great state, and great universities, and and essentially access to a lake that's a good bit away from you guys, but it's pretty pretty incredible. And northern Michigan's <laughs> northern Michigan's incredible, and great bike riding, and, uh, and great mountain bike riding up there, JB. Unbelievable, and that's you know my hometown's Traverse City, yeah. So northwestern Michigan, and so yeah, you you you're you're preaching the choir, brother. They've it's got awesome. they've got the race, the Iceman Cometh. The Iceman Cometh is a legend, legendary yeah. race. Yes, and a lot of pros. The the, the list of winners uh, at the Iceman um, is uh, is is amazing. I mean, like like uh, all of the greats, I think, have won it once, and it's 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 like it's one of those like no prize money, but you got to go win it kind of thing. And the weather here in Michigan, like it, I, we had snow this week, right? So here in April, late April. And it can be, I mean, you can get six inches of snow at the Iceman or you can have just mud or anything between driving rain and wind. I mean, it's, it's legend for that. So absolutely, that's your thing. I mean, it's, it's a good, it'd be a good race for you. In fact, I'm, I'm inviting you back. Please I'll invite me. Yes, yes. I, I will go as soon as we're allowed, as soon as we're allowed to, to talk to other human beings in uh, real life, I'll be there. All right, I, I need to jump in and bring it back to the category of running. I know you guys love <laughs> cycling, so I'm just kind of, you know, loving the talk about cycling. But back in the day, JB ran a little bit. And Keith, I don't know if you can name, I, I hate to call him probably the most famous Chippewa outside of JB. Keith, this person actually played football for the Patriots of New England um, for a brief period of time. Uh, gee, who would that be? I mean, it's okay. It's, it's please, please don't put <laughs> me on the spot here. It's the NFL draft day. I know it's not your sport, but yes, Antonio Brown was a Chippewa, and JB, up until the point, was probably the most famous Chippewa until AB came around. JB, but talk to us about your running and how it brought to you where you are today. And I know you're a big cyclist, but talk to us about your running past, how it brought you to playmakers, and why you love doing what you do because you guys do a great job servicing the running community out there in Michigan. So, you know, I was a runner. I started running pretty young and I don't know, I don't know what got me into it really, but I did start running at about 12 and I, I played all the sports, you know, like probably a lot of us. And um, I was really into football and that was kind of my, uh, I was, what I was, what I was going after. I, I love that until I, I got to ask I, what position, what position did you play? Um, I played, I played cornerback. And okay. I was wow. Tall cornerback. Yes. I was a defender and we had, unfortunately, the kid that was a year older than I at our school um, was an all-American tight end. And that, uh, that kind of got me out of football. Uh, uh, yeah, I tried to defend that a few times. Um, but anyways, um, and I, and I was a hurdler then uh, um, in track. And so I switched to that and that was maybe less injurious or not. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, don't pick hurdles if you, you want to not be injured. Um, but I was, you know, I was able to do that pretty successfully in high school and, and then on into college and always ran, I ran intermediate hurdles in college. Um, so I had to run a lot of distance and we were big on running. I was probably running 20 or 30 miles a week as an intermediate hurdler. Um, and so I was always into that. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I was always a shoe dog, man. I love shoes. I love the spikes and flats and I just dug it. It was, you know, I get a new pair. It was like Christmas morning, you know, and, uh, and I'm still that way. I still like it. And so it was kind of a natural to stay in this biz. Um, and I was actually working uh, as a sales rep in another industry. And um, when I met Kurt and I said, how do I get into this so that I can be a sales rep in this industry? And he said, well, why don't you come work part-time here at Playmakers, which I started doing. And then with your sales background, 
and then you have a little product background, you'll get a job really quickly. Well, that one happened faster than I thought. I was, um, I was here three months and a gentleman came to um, interview another guy that worked here to work uh, as a sales rep from state of Michigan with ASICs. So Kurt said, well, you might as well talk to John too. Talk to JB. And so I talked to him and he, he gave me the job. So I started out as a sales rep with ASICs and then, um, and I did that for about two years. And I actually, I, I, I thought when I got that job, I thought, oh my God, I mean, the Eagle has landed. I mean, this is just unbelievable. This is the best thing ever. But as you guys can imagine, this was in the eighties and they, like people, the industry was blowing up. There was no computers and ASICs could not produce all of the, the, the orders that were written. So you'd go out to an account, write these great orders. And in reality, the company, I didn't know this, but the company knew that those weren't going to be delivered. They're like, just let uh. them sell. And we'll, we'll try to make those shoes, but, but they weren't able to secure, you know, factory that could do the shoes, whatever. So you'd go out the next season going, Hey, you know, those wrestling shoes that we didn't deliver, I'm here to sell you those again. And, you know, I, we had answering machines back then guys. And, yeah, and I, I remember, remember, you remember that I remember coming back in the home going like, Hey, I got 14 messages. I wonder how many of those messages are telling me what a great rep I am. You know, I was like, <laughs> I mean, it was just like, Oh God, here we go. Here we go. I play those things. Yeah, God, hey, you don't ever come in again. You know, it's like, you didn't get my shoes. So, and I'm like calling them back, trying to set up the appointment for next season. So that was, uh, so that's when I decided to come back to Playmakers. Um, Kurt needed somebody. And so I came back then and the rest is sort of history. But so I was out there with a bag too, boys. I yeah. Know. I love it. But it's a great story. It's a great story about like when you can't service this and it's not you, but uh, I bet you wish you probably had some of those voicemails on to, to lighten the mood oh, on a tough yeah. day. huh? God, I wish I had those. Does yeah. it make you go easier on your sales reps today? <laughs> great question it, it, of course of course and i love our reps yeah. you know yeah. so i remember hearing stories when i started out working at a running specialty shop at marathon sports in brookline massachusetts um the asics was a very dominant brand like i don't know i i can't say what market share but basically every runner in boston seemed to wear asics i think that was the case at one point for the whole country and uh, those sales reps didn't, they were the opposite of your experience, JB. They basically didn't have anything to do because they were so strong that they were out playing golf. And if you needed some shoes, you just call them <laughs> up and you're like, hey, we need shoes. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, we'll get you them when, 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 when I get, get home or get time. You know, there, there, was, no, right, there, right. there was no hustle right. there. Right. So, and I think, yeah. I think some of them did very well financially. So, I think you're right. I think, yeah, yeah it's kind of like, yeah, I think they did all right. Come to the store. I, well, no, just send me your orders. Yeah, what would I do that I'll set for? Set up the hotel. Come meet me at the right. hotel, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. That was good. So JB, uh, you've been back. So you were a couple of years at Asics, were you, or just a year? Yes, yes, sir. A couple yes, of years. Couple so years. Then you, you, you're back at Playmakers, and then you've you've really done a, you know, a solid twenty years now as, as since since your since your Asics days. Um, Gosh, I no, sorry, 30, 30 years, 30 years, sorry. 30, my, my 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> At what point do you start becoming more of a more of a, an important figure at Playmakers? <laughs> um, 
I, gosh, you know, it's interesting. I, that's an interesting way of putting it. I, I'm still looking to be a, become an important figure at Playmakers A, but uh, we we were really small, and so we were really nimble. And I remember Kurt was Kurt was. Um, I remember one day I'll never forget. It. I don't know what year it was. It was in the '80s, and he's like, you know, you're you're really into this apparel thing. Why don't you just buy this from now? And you're better than I am in this, you know. So I started out doing the apparel and you know buying that. I was buying I was buying a little bit of footwear too, some category I can't remember. And then, you know, he's like, man, we need somebody in human resources. Why don't you dump the apparel and give it to one of our other guys, Dave, and then you can do human resources. Okay. So then I started hiring and training and evaluating. And, and over the years, you know, you just, you, you start, you, you get it, you get your hand in everything. And of course, working with customers, I mean, we were working probably 40 hours a week on the floor at least. And then, um, and then, and then doing whatever we needed to outside of that. Right. Um, so we were just, we were just, I mean, we were busting it all the time. And we were growing like crazy and we were running boom was like for years. I mean, we were, we were growing 20% every year. It seemed like all the time, 20 or 30. And um, so we were super busy. And then you get to a point where you're handing stuff off and then it just becomes about, about, about trying to help develop people and trying to give them their best experience and work with them. Um, And, and, and I got into that, you know, probably, Jeez, I mean, probably around 2000, really, and and then just doing that, trying to trying to help people. You know, the stronger they get, the stronger we get. So, um, you, you really get to work closely with a whole bunch of different people, and and that's just been that's just been incredible for me. So, I love coming to work every day because I, I work with a great crew and and I can affect it. Hey, Keith, fun story. So when I started at New Balance, it was exactly 10 years ago. Can you believe that, JB? 10 years 10 ago. Years. 10, 10 years. Wow. And New Balance. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. I'll I'll ring the bell for myself. Um, We hired our first ever group of employees to be reps at New Balance to service the running specialty community, Keith. And obviously you hadn't come on board to New Balance just yet, Keith. So you missed this great, great meeting that I had, but it was a welcome meeting for all the new account managers at New Balance. And I had JB come to speak to them about what makes a great rep. And I love the story you shared, JB, to the team about you had a rep that came in one time that said, hey, where's where's the buyer? Where's the buyer? Is JB's work? I remember the story like it was yesterday. JB's fitting someone for shoes, and this rep comes in like, hey, get this person on the floor out of my way. I want to see the decision maker at Playmakers. I want to go see the buyer. Not knowing they had just brushed off the owner who was working with a customer. And I, I love the story. Because it's the staff that works with your customers that are the most important people at any business, right? The front line, yeah, and that's absolutely. where it all happens. And uh, expand on that, because like when you spoke to my team, I was riveted. I was at the edge of my seat because I was a rep, obviously, back in the day, and I had worked at retail. And I just thought it was a really powerful statement that the team just all lit up when you were talking about it. Yeah, you know, and I think it goes back to like all these people, you know, we, I had, we had so many like, I'll just start with reps like that taught me like, just the opposite of that, that would just, that took the time when I first was there and just be like, they, they were making me feel very important. And that's one of the things I, I, I love about the industry is just like, we're, we're, like we didn't even have titles here. You know, it doesn't say owner on our, my, my business card, you know, and, and, and right. this, we had this one legendary rep and he's just like, man, you just treat everybody, treat everybody well, JB, because you never know who you're talking to or what they might become, you know, and, or who, you know, what job they might have. And, and then, and then that dude came in and just blew me off. And you're just like, dude, man, you know, like you gotta be kidding me. And, and Kurt was always like that too. You know, it's just very, um, I kid with all my running store friends about being blue collar, but that's, that's kind of what we are here. You know, it's just like, 
like the blue collar. And we've, we've just tried to pass that on. You know, we, we, we're, we all, uh, we all wear a lot of hats and, um, and it, I, I, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm telling the story. Well, I think you told it well, but, but it's important to us at Playmakers. It's just not, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. Titles aren't a big deal. Treating people right is a big deal. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way it is at MB as well. We're quite, quite a flat organization. As you know, we, yeah. we, all, we all hang out together, and at some point it's difficult to tell who's actually in charge. You know, it's usually one of one of the, one of the one of the one of our regional sales managers probably looks the most buttoned up at all, at all times, especially when Kevin and I are are in are in a good are in a good Keith, mood. I don't disagree. <laughs> so, so JB, uh, we have to address the, uh, the the current climate. So you've been through a lot, and you've been you know you've got a huge amount of experience, and a couple of recessions, and and Michigan gets. You hit occasionally with their own micro recessions within the state because of industry. Have you ever come across anything like this in Michigan? And you know how are you? How are you dealing with this situation? So, you know, it's funny. I, I'm telling the staff, it's like I think no, I don't think so. I've seen anything close to this. And I think um, we got the um, unemployment unemployment records and our numbers in Michigan today is 24. Um, percent They're thinking it's going to hit 30, which is which makes this the Great Depression, um, as opposed to the, the other one was just a depression. This will be the Great Depression, um, and I'm 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 really um, I'm I'm uh, always positive and, and 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 hopeful. But yeah, it's been huge, and you know, the one thing that's unique about us we have a big building, we have a, we have a lot of people that work here, and you know, we're what, we a month ago or two months ago before this started, we had 120 people on the payroll, right? You had a bunch of part-timers, and um, we have now about nine on the payroll. Um, we're, we, we, we feel like we're a startup, a little tiny, a tiny version of ourselves. And, um, and yet, it's, you know, it, people are, people, the staff that we have here are super positive, and I feel like they're, you know, there's like nine MacGyvers running around, like coming up with crazy stuff, trying to figure out how we, how we survive. So it's really been it's really been challenging, but fun. And every day is different and it doesn't really matter guys. You know what our sales were um, last year, right? We're just, we're just what we are now and we're going to try to, you know, keep growing. And, but, but this thing is crazy. And um, we have never seen anything like that. This, my only hope is that when we've had recessions in the past, our industry is, is um, very resilient and we don't sell a product that is um, super expensive you know, relative to say a car or a boat or a, a huge vacation. So people can run and they can walk and they can usually afford a, a, a run shoe. So, so I'm pretty, pretty, um, I guess, optimistic that we'll, we'll pull out of it. It's just going to take a, a little bit this time, I think. So the, the doors are closed, but you're servicing your community through e-commerce and curbside pickups and things of that nature? We are, you know, we're doing um, probably like all the running stores or, or some at least can. I, I had a conversation with a bunch of Michigan uh, stores earlier today and um, talking about when we might open. And some of them are closed completely and curbsides not being allowed in their city, particularly the metro Detroit area. Um, we're, we're doing curbside. We're doing e-commerce. Um, we're you know delivering by bike. We're delivering by by car. We're 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 doing everything we can. And I'll tell you, it's really interesting, guys, because like two months ago, we didn't have uh, an e-commerce platform that was generating anything at all. We had the bones of an e-commerce platform. We didn't have a lot of product up on sale uh, for p- people to buy. I mean, just minimal. 
So 99% of our, our business is gone that we did two months ago. And now we're doing these other things and, you know, we're doing surprisingly well. Now our e-commerce platform is, I think we've got 80% of our footwear up. We've got, we're starting to work on our apparel. Um, it's, 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 it's surprisingly good. Now, not good, Keith. I know you're, I know you're going, Oh, it's good. Maybe I can sell them some shoes right away, but it's not good. It's just surprisingly good, better than we could have expected. Yeah. We, Has it been hard for you to get the word out? Sorry, Keith. Is it hard to get the word out to your community about that on how to support playmakers now digitally if they're not coming in due to curbside? Like what's it, been the biggest challenge there? Cause I know it's like you said, good, but not really good, but it, it's, it, you know, like we're, we're trying really hard. Um, Kev, you know, it, it's, uh, our social media marketing person, Abigail, is really good. And so she is busting stuff out all the time. Um, our community, as, as, as probably a lot of running stores would say, they're just super behind us. And they're they're trying to buy from us. So I think word of mouth is spreading there. Um, we're, we're, doing, we're doing a fair amount of business. So do, does everybody know? No. Um, but we're... But we're doing okay and we're growing again um we're seeing some really like you know just like wow steady growth um so people are finding us some way uh, or another um but but it's challenge you know like percentage wise I've, I've had friends say oh do you guys do online and you know you're like yeah you just check it out and they're like oh i, I didn't know you know because it's it's not a habit right they're not used to shopping in that way um and, and we're doing, we're doing like, we call it home fit, you know, just uh, virtual fittings and that's, that's solid, but we're doing, um, it's crazy. Like we're doing a lot of, you know, a lot of biz from not our area, you know, percentage wise, I bet you half, half the biz are not like local on our home fits, which is really, really unusual because we, we, how would they find us? I have no idea. I, w I was going to say uh, a few minutes ago when you were talking about it's good, but it's not really good. Don't try and don't try and sell you shoes. Uh, you know, we we had Chris Hartner from Naperville Running Company on here uh, two weeks ago, and and he said the same thing. He 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 was surprised at how they've managed to keep customers by doing virtual fits and and dropping shoes off at homes and and curbside pickup and 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 online. But just to reiterate, they're surprisingly good but still nowhere near what the business would be normally and in a lot of cases yeah. to earn that sale is quite a lot of effort right so if especially if you're if you're riding a bike to drop shoes off to someone that's a lot of time a lot of cost goes into that time to drop off a pair of shoes but it's about shoring up the community to make sure that when things start opening up again they they say you know what playmakers didn't let me down i needed something they found a way to to make it happen for me yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the customers, you know, they're, they're super inspiring. I mean, they're, they're sending you positive messages and, you know, like ev every day you come in, there's something to be excited about, you know, because it's either a vendor doing something really cool um, or it's customers and, and yeah, they're, they're, they're behind us. And we have these messages all the time. It's like, you, know, you guys are going to make it, you know, can't wait till you reopen the whole thing. And, um, and they're excited to see somebody roll up on a bike and drop their shoes off for us, drop, drop them off in a car. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, it, you know, we've been here since 81. So it's, it's, we have some, we have a little bit of that, like mind share, I think, but, but it, you know, they, they have to, again, they have to do it in a different way and they've, they've stepped up and, 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 and like you said, every day there's something really cool 
that happens, you just go, man, it's so cool. I'm so glad we're in this industry. So I got to ask, what's your, what's amidst this pandemic and crazy times? Because Michigan's a lot like Massachusetts, JB, when you look at the numbers, right, with new cases every day and whatnot. What's your favorite story, like whether it's staff, customer related during this crisis where you've seen somebody or an instance where someone stepped up that, you know, I think those are the those are the stories that I love hearing. So so, that you know, picking one is tough, but I, here's one that stands out in my mind. So two weeks ago, well, probably about three weeks ago now, there's a there's a race that can't happen and it's called Race to the Place. And it's to support our local Ronald McDonald house. And you go, geez, you know families of ill children, kids with cancer, whatever. It's like, so they can't run. So we're like, let's do a virtual race to support it. And we're not a big virtual race. We're like, so we're going to learn and we're going to do this. So we do this race called keep your space race. Okay. Cause we're talking about social distancing and that sort of thing. So we do this race. We have two weeks to promote it. We get 1800 people in 50 States. Wow. Seven countries outside the U.S. Come on, um, and we raised um, sixty six hundred bucks for Ronald McDonald House. So, so that is that is awesome, JD. So, that's uh, that's fantastic. I mean, that's so that's cool really was, cool. What's really cool is you know it was free, so the the money was just like by donation choice. So you just have to you know we had first time five k people finishers. We had we had five k quarter marathon, half marathon events. We had a guy from Switzerland do a little video on it, I think, and like he's awesome. running mountains and stuff. And you're like, are you kidding me? What, what's up? Um, but the cool part is, you know, you get somebody from Topeka, Kansas going, here's 25 bucks to, you know, Lansing's yeah. uh, Ronald McDonald house. And man, if that doesn't, you know, tear you up a little bit, breathing, but it's just really cool. So that was, that was one that just lately stuck out probably um, because it has to do with, not only our community, but runners, um, and and then like a, a charitable comp- charitable component. And of course, the charity's like, man, now this is pretty good. Like we didn't have to put on this event. Maybe we could do this again. Playmakers just do a virtual event every year. And like, yeah, don't get your hopes up. Probably gonna actually lay some on out there for real next year. Really <laughs> finish line, start line, and everything. That's it's awesome. not always this easy. That's a great story, JB. Yeah. Well, JB, I, we we love what you're doing, and we love how you're you're get, getting through this. Uh, this pandemic it's 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 so great to hear all the stories we we, we you know the n- next podcast to go up was it with danielle greenhall up in uh skinny oh, nice. raven yeah and then we we had a really wonderful conversation with steph blosey from fleet v harford and it's just great to hear all you guys just being doing what this industry does best and and connecting with your community and just talking to your vendors and, and working with your staff and doing everything you can to to keep the lights on and know that when it's all over you're going to come out stronger. So we're, we're, we're right there with you, brother, the whole way. And we're, we're really, we're really excited to see what the future will look like for playmakers once this is all over. Well, thanks guys, man. It's good to talk to you. Uh, good to hear your voices. Um, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate the partnership and, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. It's good. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, absolutely. JB and uh, shout out to all the brands out there that are helping these stores. And uh, yeah, JB, I look forward to an in-real-life hug and a beer very, very soon. I was so excited, so excited about the RIA kick show and didn't happen and doesn't look like much is going to happen this this, uh, this early part of the summer, but hopefully in the fall we get together. Can't wait.
Can't wait. Awesome. Stay safe. Stay healthy, my friend. Our best to your playmakers, family, and, and all those close to you, pal. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Steve. Absolutely, Same JB. You. Thank you. Thanks, Thank JB. You. How great is John Benedict? Really like that guy. Love talking to him. Love how transparent he is. And a great history of playmakers there for all of those young store owners or people considering opening a running specialty store. It's great to hear from a wise old retailer. Not that JB's old. He's actually full of energy. Great guy. So we will be back very soon. We're going to continue to record more of these now in the kind of post-COVID phase of this year, 2020, which has been bizarre. Uh, but keeping it on point and keeping it focused, we are going to continue to speak to running specialty owners, buyers, retailers, and talk a little bit more about the, the fall and, and the optimism coming out of the, the business, which overall is doing quite well. I think we are seeing a little better results than we thought. And the reality is, and we've said this several times, people love running. It's easy. It's low barrier to entry. And when I say it's easy, I mean it's easy to do. Uh, it doesn't require too much. You can get a pair of shoes. You can get fit for some shorts and a nice tech top. You can get your accessories. You can get all your bits and pieces. But really, you don't need much. And shoes last a long time. And the trails are calling everyone's name to get out and be active. If that means walk jogging, if that means walking, if that means building up from 100 meters to one mile to five miles to 26.2 miles, we've, we've heard all the stories and everyone can do it. So we're going to continue chatting with people and talking a little bit what's going on in the running scene. Some great races happening right now. No crowds. Most of them time trials, inter-team time trials, and some of the times that people are running are just incredible. So there's a lot to talk about and a lot to be excited about. So until the next time, thank you from Keith and Kevin and the Unbalanced Podcast. Peace.